Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to The Stylish Bride, the podcast dedicated to making sure you are dressed, styled, and down the aisle. I'm your host, Julie Sabatino, and this week we're going to be talking to Shelley Brown, who is the fashion editor of The Knot Magazine. And I'm so excited to be doing this because we're going to talk all about what we saw at Bridal Market last week and trends and things that she loved and all of the new designs that brides need to pay attention to and know about and what's new and happening. So Shelly, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's awesome. I Well, you know, you and I see each other twice a year all the time for, you know, several days in a row and then not enough without bridal market. So I'm happy to have a chance to talk to you. Right. That's so true. I know we always see each other kind of in the mad rush of bridal fashion week and then yeah, you're right. Not as much otherwise. So, so Shelly, before we start talking about all the trends, tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into bridal. Yeah. So I got my master's degree in journalism and I started to work for different entertainment and fashion magazines like Lucky, Flaunt, Backstage, doing kind of a combination of entertainment and fashion reporting for them. And my passion was really fashion. And that kind of took me to um, apply to be a fashion assistant at The Knot. And that was kind of my segue into the bridal world. Oh, that's so cool. And how long have you been at The Knot now? A little over four years. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's been that long. I know, I know, I know. Time flies. Um, yeah, four and, a, four and a half years, I think, actually, which is a kind of a lifetime of publishing, but it's been a really fun ride. Absolutely. And what do you love about bridal? So I was always kind of drawn to the more luxury sector of the market uh, in, in ready to wear. Um, so, you know, kind of the appeal of fine jewelry and, you know, really high end luxe gowns with amazing construction and, you know, embellished accessories, all of that always really appealed to me. And bridal just seemed to kind of fit into that niche perfectly. Um, Not to mention, it's a really kind of celebratory, joyful field. So there is that component of it too, that, you know, you're really helping people plan and celebrate some of their most important moments in life, which kind of gives, you know, the fashion aspect of it a little bit more dimension in a way. Yeah, absolutely. It has more significance and importance. You know, it's really the most important dress you're ever going to wear. So, Right. A lot of emotional weight. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Not everybody knows what a fashion editor does. So tell me a little bit about what you do with the magazine. Yeah, I pitch, write, and style all of the fashion stories and shoots in both the national and digital magazines, as well as spearhead our online coverage of Bridal Fashion Week, which occurs twice a year. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And how many fashion shoots do you do in a year? So I do probably about a dozen a year, more or less depending on if we separate out our cover shoot or if we fold the cover shoot into our main fashion feature. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of work. I, you know, I've, I have done photo shoots from time to time over the course of my career, and it is a ton of organization and planning. And I give you a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially you know, pitching and um, also styling is kind of its own beast, right? Like, it's a lot of sample requests, a lot of, as you said, organization, coordinating with different brands, and kind of making sure that everything physically shows up on set and then actual like the manual labor <laughs> on set yeah. of, you know, styling the looks and, and making sure everything photographs as nicely as possible. So 
this job has many, many layers to it. Um, but also that's what makes it really exciting. Absolutely. I think that you guys are doing a fantastic job over there. And, you know, the fashion editorials are just looking really beautiful. So you're certainly doing a great job. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we really tried to step it up and shoot at different locations and with high fashion photographers. So, you know, we're really trying to elevate our fashion shoot aesthetic. And I think we're all really happy with how it's turning out. Yeah, you can absolutely tell. Um, so, and then how does bridal market play into that? You know, for those of you brides out there, we just saw all of the new collections last week in New York and all of the designers displayed what they're going to be showing for this season. So Shelly, tell me, you know, how you incorporate that and, and what bridal market means for your job. So similar to what regular fashion week means to regular fashion editors. Bridal Fashion Week is my my fashion week. So it's my opportunity to really do the bulk of my market work for the year. So it informs my trend report and all of the subsequent shoots for the next basically six months um, for both the national and regional magazines. So whatever I see come down the runway kind of informs what the magazine is going to do for the next six months. Gotcha. Well, I mean, that makes sense. And so what trends did you see uh, emerge from this market? Well, this was actually a super exciting market. Um, I felt like there was just a lot of different kinds of embellishments happening. So sparkle, there was all over sparkle (laughs) pretty much in every collection, which was interesting to see because there have been a few markets in the past where things just felt really clean and not a lot of uh, bling was happening, so to speak. A lot of sleeve interest in this market, whereas, you know, in past years, the strapless silhouette was really the go-to silhouette. Um, in, in the you know past several seasons, designers have been experimenting more with sleeves, whether it's like a one-shoulder look or long lace illusion sleeves. And that was really fun to see. We also saw a lot of short dresses, wedding-worthy pants, and obviously Meghan Markle-inspired dresses. Yeah. The, yeah, her second dress, especially the Stella McCartney dress, there was essentially some version of that in almost every collection. Uh, yeah, I know. Absolutely. I mean, and I think that it's trickling down to brides themselves for sure. I have a conversation almost every day with one of my clients about those dresses and, you know, what they thought, how it in- is incorporated into their style. You know, do they like it? Do they not like it? What they think? So it's absolutely setting the tone, I think, one way or the other in a lot of what we're talking about right now in bridal. Right. I agree. I mean, it's it's hard not to be influenced kind of by these, you know, iconic brides and these images that you see over and over again, you know, in social media. So definitely Meghan Markle. And I'm curious to see if Eugenie has, um, you know, has had an effect on on bridal designers for sure. Yeah, no, it's true. It, with these absolutely gorgeous women getting married in very simplistic gowns. I mean, they're not simple, but they're definitely clean and classic, what you would expect from a royal for sure. But I think that it does have a big effect on the market. Right before the royal wedding in April, the bridal fashion week that took place, you know, honestly, like a couple weeks before the royal wedding, tiaras were all over the runway. Everything felt very regal and capes were everywhere and everything, you know, ball gowns. And it felt very like blown out kind of in, in anticipation of what this like very extravagant wedding would hold. And so it was interesting to see that she actually wore something. She did wear a tiara, but she also, you know, she also wore something very clean and, um, you know, classic. And it was interesting to see that the effect of that on this market in October. 
Absolutely. You're so right. Designing a great, clean, classic gown is harder in some ways than something with more embellishment or lace, um, just because there's really nowhere to hide. The design has to be so spot on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really comes down to the quality of the construction and, you know, even the quality of the fabric. And that all is kind of on display when you have, you know, a super clean, super clean lines and a super clean dress. You know, it's probably easier to disguise some things if there's like, you know, feathers or or beading all over everything. But yeah, you're, I absolutely agree. The construction becomes really important with those kinds of super clean silhouettes. Yeah. And I think that we're also seeing more and more full skirts because of that. And brides are not shying away from having a little more volume. And I can't help but think that these women have an impact on that as well. Yeah, I agree. You know, we've seen a lot of ball gowns in the last couple of seasons, which is interesting because I think ball gowns kind of can get a bad rap as not being exactly a modern choice, right. but I think a lot of designers have interpreted it in a very modern way. And Meghan Markle's uh, wedding dress is the perfect example of that. And also even just the popularity of overskirts. So the idea that you can have a fuller skirt for your ceremony and then whisk it away and reveal something a little more um, form fitting for your reception, that's been a major trend. So I think volume is, is actually a huge trend right now. And it has, and has definitely been influenced by kind of all of these like regal brides. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I love when there's an overskirt that you can take off because you're able to get two looks, but not have to take the time out of your day to change. And, you know, from a very technical standpoint, every time you change a dress on your wedding day, it takes at least 20 minutes. And so that's 20 minutes of your reception or, you know, your event that you can't get back. And so having something that's convertible is really a great option for brides. That's such a good point. I think I think a lot of brides don't consider how much time even changing hair and makeup or changing yeah. accessories can take up, you know, from your from your wedding day, especially a day that goes by so quickly as is. Yep. So anything to kind of streamline that process is is a great thing. Absolutely. We saw a lot of color in this market. And I feel like we always have the same conversation about, oh, yeah, we're seeing color on market, um, on the runways, I mean, but I really feel like there was a lot of it out there this time. Yes, I agree. And also colorful embellishments specifically, like really bold, brightly colored floral embellishments were showing up in a lot of different collections, which was interesting because it's really a, a fashion statement. It's, you know, it's not, it's not like it, it was a lot of subtle blush. There was obviously a lot of subtle blush and like subtle champagne, but it was pretty cool to see a very kind of unmistakably vibrant dresses come down the runway. That's always fun. Absolutely. And how much of it do you think it pertains to the season? I mean, you know, we were seeing dresses for spring of 2019. Do you think that that was uh, contributed to the floral influence? Do you think designers pay a lot of attention to that? You know, I wonder, I'm, I'm sure it does have an effect. I would say like, especially Inez DeSanto's collection felt very floral inspired and like was kind of like a floral meets Marie Antoinette almost kind of inspiration. And there was also just a lot of botanical inspired embroidery and um, embellishment in general, like vines and and leaves. um, I noticed a lot this season. So I I think that that definitely does 
have an impact. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I actually should say that some some designers call their collections the fall and winter 2019 collection. Some call it spring. But the, regardless, these dresses will be out in stores in the spring. So that's sort of how I'm defining it. Brides that are shopping for dresses then, they want to see those types of details. So it makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I think I even think that the botanical embellishments that I was referencing before is a really fun kind of new way to put a twist on classic like bridal florals, the vines and the leaves and kind of a more earthy like nature inspired take on it is always interesting to see because obviously flowers are nothing new, you know, floral embellishments are nothing new. But kind of that cool, you know, vine embroidery that we were seeing everywhere, or even the vibrant, colorful florals. It's just a a really cool way to kind of mix up a, a bridal staple. Absolutely. And then, of course, there was Reem Akra with the flowers all over the veil as well, which was really beautiful. Yes, I, I love that. That was such a beautiful moment, especially paired with those like very elaborate um, kind of flower crown, kind of, you know, traditional crowns, headpieces that she had going on. They were they were really something to see. Absolutely. And that whole show is just done so beautifully every year. It's a favorite um, of mine to watch just because she does something different and, you know, she really puts the production on. Yes. Yes. She creates kind of a, an alternate universe. Like you walk in and you're in someplace different and it really removes you from kind of the hustle and bustle of the day and kind of the, the stress of the present, right. Running from show to show. Yeah. And she really takes you to a different place, transports you there. And her dresses speak to that. This, the beautiful set design, obviously that she collaborated with on, um, with Preston Bailey on, um, it really was just a full, a full blown production. And it, it was really a beautiful moment. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Did you, what were your other favorite collections that we saw? So I mentioned before Inez DeSanto, I thought she did an incredibly strong collection with so many uh, fashion forward kind of fun couture moments in there, um, which, you know, is, is an editor's dream, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, you know, we, we come to expect from Inez DeSanto because she, you know, always has that very fashion forward tilt and is kind of not afraid to take risks and do a sheer corset with a high, low, you know, gathered ball gown covered in colorful 3D flowers. I also thought In Ball Drawer was beautiful. In Ball Drawer is consistently beautiful, um, but I especially loved this season. Just a lot of really stunning kind of ethereal, sexy, layered gowns. I really enjoyed. And I also really enjoyed Alison Webb's collection. It was kind of amazing to see how she's evolved the last couple of seasons. And I think she took some really interesting risks this season with a lot of fringe and kind of um, more over-the-top glam looks. And and that was a really fun, fun show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And did you also notice, I it caught my eye, and maybe that's just because I love it and, and I'm always looking for it, but I felt like there were a ton of capes yeah, capes were a huge moment. We actually included that um, in my in my trend report. Again, yeah, I mentioned before they were they were having a huge moment last season um, before the royal wedding, and they're still having a huge moment. Capes and capelets, especially like these really gauzy kind of floaty ones. It was really. It was definitely a staple in every collection that we saw. Yeah, absolutely. I just think they're so beautiful. And it's great for a bride who doesn't want to wear a veil because, you know, you have you can have that element of drama without having to have it on your head, you know. Definitely. It's an it's a less traditional way to kind of have that extra additional dramatic accessory. Absolutely. And speaking of accessories, I think one thing that struck me at this market, maybe more than any other 
in a while was the emphasis on accessories. Yeah. I mentioned before, Reem Opera's headpieces and embroidered veils were absolutely stunning and and definitely a lot more, you know, embellished headpieces coming down the runway than usual. And even like in a more of an attention to shoes, I noticed like Inez DeSanto had those beautiful shoes that she that she showed that were had the Baccarat crystal heels. Yes, they were so cool. I know they were so, so cool. And I know that they're a limited run and I'm sad because I wish that I could snag myself a pair. <laughs> I know, for sure. I'm sure it can be arranged. Right. Oh, I was going to say, I may have a contact or two. I'll yeah. have to ask. You may. You may know somebody. <laughs> I loved the jewelry that she did as well. Um, the collaboration of fine jewelry. Yes. Yes. I was so excited to see her break into jewelry because I think she has such an exquisite, ornate aesthetic. And it was the jewelry that she came up with was really beautiful, like these gilded bird cages and birds and flowers and butterflies, um, all very nature inspired and and really, really stunning. It was, I mean, it was really amazing to go to her jewelry event during market and actually see the pieces up close off of the runway. Because as things go by you on the runway, obviously it's hard to see, you know, that, to get that attention to detail. But up close, they're just spectacular. So I'm excited that she's kind of branching out into that area. Oh, yeah, me too. I think that it's a perfect fit for her and it complements her romantic design so well. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I loved the pearl crowns at Inval Drawer. I was going to say that. I loved the pearl crowns too. They were so kind of whimsical and fun. And I, you know, I love pearls. I mean, obviously, pearls are kind of, you know, another bridal staple, but I love fun twists on pearls. And I really enjoyed those like oversized, super dramatic headbands. They were just, you know, a fun way to make a statement, but they didn't feel overpowering. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you so much. It's fun. You're right. It's it's maybe that you wouldn't necessarily wear them down the aisle. But after, you know, a lot of my brides will put on a different accessory, you know, when they're going into the reception and, and things like that. So it could be fun for that, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have dresses that you're excited to pull already for your next shoot? Or have you, are you still deciding? Our next shoot is in a super glam location. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited, actually, to take advantage of all of kind of like I was talking about before, the sparkle and the, the you know, really dramatic kind of evening inspired looks that we saw at market, you know, the feathers and the, you know, short silhouettes and the mini dresses. So yes, I have, I have some dresses that I'm really excited to shoot for our upcoming magazine. And then I have some, you know, just kind of overarching favorites that I want to find a way to <laughs> fold into something. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it be that amazing dress I was talking about from Inez DeSanto with the sheer corset and the really dramatic 3D floral skirt, yeah. or, you know, some of just the really architectural and just cool pieces from Victor and Rolf that, you know, that we saw. Victor and Rolf never disappoints, and and this season was no different. I'm I'm always I always get really excited to see what they come up with next, and um, I'm always really excited to try to include them in things. Oh, that's very yeah, I love it too. I think that it's it's so modern and fresh, and they do a really really great job. Do you ever find a dress and then come up with a shoot idea based on the dress? Yes. So, <laughs> yes. So, or I'll, or we'll all see like an I'll see a really you know prevalent trend. So there was one market where I just felt like every collection that I saw had some kind of Renaissance inspiration. This is a, mm-hmm. I think at this point maybe 
you know, a few markets ago. I've done 10. So I'm trying to keep them all straight in my mind. Oh, I know. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. And, and I left and I left that market saying we have to do a renaissance shoot. We have to, you know, go to a, a castle and, and really like blow this out. And that's what we ended up doing. And it was a really successful shoot. And the market really supported it. Um, so sometimes it's an overarching trend. And sometimes it is a single dress. There was one Victor and Rolf dress actually a few seasons ago that inspired a gatefold, which is a cover that folds out um, for those who don't know, a cover shoot for our magazine. And it was just that this one dress that had, was like a, a shirting on top and it had like a little collar and then the bottom was a ball gown skirt and it was covered in 3D florals. And it was such an unusual and kind of spectacular dress that I really wanted to build out an entire moment just based on that. Um, and so we did, and it turned out to be a really you know beautiful modern cover. Oh, that's so cool. I have to go back and look at it. It's, you know, been been a little while, but I would love to see it. Yeah, yeah, it was really successful for us. It was a little bit of a challenge because Victor and Rolf have such a specific aesthetic and we were trying, you know, I was trying to find different uh, dresses from other designers to kind of support this. And so it was a real like labor of love, but it, I, you know, we were very happy with the way that it turned out. So sometimes, yes, one dress can inform a whole story. And how much do you think about the real bride as well? I mean, I think it's that fine line with editorial where, you know, you want to make it accessible and appealing to the client, but you also want it to be beyond, you know, to inspire the imagination and to be beyond what a normal wedding is going to hold. Like, how much do you think about that? I think we think about that. A lot. It definitely is a fine line because we want our shoots to feel aspirational and we want them to feel editorial and we always want to push that boundary. But at the same time, we also don't want to take it so far that it becomes utterly unrelatable, which I think is a huge difference between bridal and ready to wear shoots. Like ready to wear, you can kind of pull out all the stops in certain ways, like especially with hair and makeup and kind of push them really far in one direction with bridal. We, we of course want to stand out. We of course want to be aspirational, but we also have to keep in mind that, you know, these are brides looking to, you know, find a dress for one specific day. So we don't necessarily want to put a model in a fashion forward gown and then put a green wig on her and do like really crazy hair, you know, really crazy makeup, you know, there has to be a fine line. And and also so many of the dresses that we shoot are so major that we don't want the hair and makeup or the accessories to overpower them. And that's something that I always keep in mind too. Like you want the dress to do the talking and not necessarily the styling to take over and kind of derail the shoot, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I, you know, it's really, it should be the same on the wedding day. It should be featuring the bride and highlighting her without overpowering her. So it makes perfect sense. Right. We did a shoot recently that was inspired by the Zodiac and we partnered actually with the Astro twins and they, we worked with them to kind of build out um, kind of a personality profile and a style profile for each Zodiac sign. And then we shot one dress for each sign. And that was really fun because it was, it was a creative way to kind of change up the way that we, you know, view wedding dresses um, and, and get, you know, take it to a more editorial place, but also within the confines of, you know, what makes sense for our brand and, you know, what makes sense for a bride. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, I can't wait to see what you guys come up with for this one with the hush hush secret location of the next shoot. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's, it's something very different for us. And I'm really, really excited about it. So 
stay tuned. <laughs> when will that be? When will that hit the stands? This is our spring 2019 issue. It hits stands at the end of January. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, that's perfect timing for all the new brides who are getting engaged over the holidays. And I will absolutely look into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear what you think. Oh my gosh. Of course. Well, Shelly, thank you so, so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. I've loved talking to you and hearing all your thoughts. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm always happy to talk fashion with you. (laughs) Thanks, Shelly. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you guys have learned a lot about the latest trends and the hottest things coming out of Bridal Fashion Week. And if you have any questions that I didn't answer, I really want to hear from you. You can get in touch through Instagram. My handle is at the stylish bride or through my website, thestylishbride.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please give it a great review wherever you get your podcasts from, because it'll help make other listeners aware of us. And if you want to learn more about this amazing industry we are lucky enough to be a part of, check out Andy's show on the Wedding Biz Network, and you will hear interviews from all sorts of incredible people and icons in our industry. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure that you don't miss a tip on how to be dressed, styled, and down the aisle. Bye for now.